Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt. Today's gospel reading, the Sunday of the Paralytic. So much for us to to take from this. We have in this Paschal season, all the readings are from the Gospel of John and the Acts of the Apostles, but I want to dwell on the fact that it's the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John in the first 11 chapters, it's called the Book of Signs by many scholars because Jesus has seven signs. They're not called miracles in the Gospel, in the Greek, but they're called signs. And if you look at all of them, there's the wedding in Cana that we read at, at weddings of turning water into wine. There's the feeding of the 5,000 with bread and fish that we have in all the Gospels. There's the healing of a, a centurion's son uh, from his illness. There's Jesus walking on the water. Now, I'm confusing out of order right now, but logically is this healing of the paralytic man at the sheep's pool. Then there's also the healing of the blind man that we'll celebrate in two Sundays. And finally, the last sign, the culmination of all those signs, was the raising of Lazarus, the four days dead, that we, of course, celebrated right before Pascha, as the prelude to Pascha. Now, we read all of these signs throughout the Paschal season, and they're all in some way sacramental, aren't they? You know, they all have to do with either water, many of them anyway, the baptism, right? That the catechumens had just had their baptism and just proceed into the church in the ancient church on Holy Saturday, the day to baptize. Or they had to do with the Eucharist, the feeding of the 5,000 with bread and, and that long explanation that Jesus has that he is the bread of life that we eat his flesh and drink his blood, and they are food and drink indeed. So it makes sense, given that in the ancient church, the catechumens had just been received, and they were newly illumined. And so we are newly illumined by the, pa- the Paschal Feast. You know, in these, in these accounts in John, Jesus is always going up to Jerusalem on the feast, or in the middle of the feast. And so it's this festal time that we have. But it's a time to also reflect... And, uh, and take, take account of ourselves in this story. So we, we find Christ going to the, the pool, right? The, the pool of five porches. And this is a pool. The angel would come down and trouble the waters. And everyone, both Jews and Gentiles, came to this pool, historians might think, to be healed. They had to wait for the angel to come down and make this water some, some kind of divine occurrence happened to make this water healing. And this man, Christ knew he was going to be there. He, he, he doesn't do anything by accident. You know, he comes to Jerusalem at that time, at that particular time, and he looks for this man because the man 
though he had sinned, and that why, that's why he was in this state of paralysis, he was waiting for Christ, it seems like. That's, you know, we can say that. And 38 years, can we think about that, that he was there paralyzed? Now, it's a very special case because, you know, he wasn't, he was clearly being fed by someone. He was being clothed by someone. He was there throughout his whole life, but paralyzed. And when Christ asks him, do you want to be healed? He says, I have no man. But another comes before me and goes into the water. He has no help to be healed by the water. But he's there. He's, he's stuck there. He's paralyzed. So there's a few things we can take from this. Um, patience in suffering, definitely. You know, that suffering, we experience it in life. And we might, we might complain and bemoan our lot. But this man, he was patient throughout 38 years. Imagine being 38 years immobile you know, relying completely on the help of strangers to, for all your basic bodily needs, um, but not to help him put, be put in the water. So, if, so one thing that we can draw on this is the people around him were not compassionate to this man. They were compassionate to the point of taking care of his bodily needs, but not helping him to be healed. And of course, when we see this pool, you know, we can think of the baptismal waters, right? They are healing. They, they, we are, go down into the waters and, and die with Christ, and we are raised up again with him. So that's why one of the reasons these baptismal images are so important for this Paschal season. So Christ says to him, do you want to be healed? And that's really the key message in this story. Because we have to ask ourselves, do we really want to be healed? Do we want to accept the life that Christ offers in baptism, in the Eucharist? Or can we just sit with our sins, sit with the way we are, and not try to change, not try to be renewed through our life in the church? It's very easy to be blind to our own sins, to be paralyzed by them even, you know, um, without even knowing, without even realizing that that's what is driving us down and driving us away from those we love and from Christ, who loves us more than we know how to love. So we need to really ask ourselves, do we want to be healed? Do we want to accept, receive the gift of healing that Christ offers? And even if our baptism, as from my case, I was baptized as an infant. You know, I don't remember it. But when we partake in the Eucharist, when we go to another's baptism, you know, every, every time someone new joins the church, it's like that's kind of a renewal in some way of our own cleansing, of our own baptism. What is exalt in that? So finally, I want to leave you with the, the rest of the story. The, the Pharisees see that the, the man has been healed. He takes up his, his pallet and walks. And all they can see is, who told you to take up your bed and walk? It's the Sabbath. They're caught up, and we can see that throughout the Gospels, especially in John's Gospel. Because, you know, there's other points a little bit later on, a few chapters later, where Christ even says to the Jews, the, the leaders of the Jews, you know, you're, a, you're sons of the devil, because you only see the lies that he wants to give you. You don't see who I am 
that I am from, from God, the same God that Moses saw, that Elijah ascended to. He is my father, and I do these works in his name. I speak the words that God, that God the Father gave me to speak. They don't see that. They're blind. They're paralyzed by their blindness. So we can see that parallel. The paralytic is saved because God knew, Christ knew that he had the faith to be healed, and he wanted to be saved. The Pharisees, they're trapped in blindness. They don't see Christ for who he really is. And as a result, they have no compassion. They are caught up in the legalism of the Sabbath. It must be honored. It must be worshipped. But they have this, this man in front of them who's just been healed. Let us glorify God for that miracle, not focus on the fact that he's carrying his bed on the Sabbath. So there's a lot to be taken from this gospel. But let us, let us reflect on our own baptism. Let us really ask and, and ask Christ to heal us. You know, do we want to be healed? Yes. What is the, the, the mode of that? What is the process? It's hard. The Christian life is not easy. But Christ, you know, if we come one step to that, that healing presence of Christ, he does the rest. Because God is infinite in power and infinite in love. So let us reflect on the Kentuckian for today as we, as we consider all these things and Rejoice in the joy of Pascha. By thy divine intercession, O Lord, as thou didst raise up the paralytic of old, so raise up my soul, paralyzed by sins and thoughtless acts, so that being saved, I may sing to thee, glory to thy majesty, O bountiful Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is risen. Amen.